Amen. So in today's gospel, we hear about Jesus returning back to his hometown. So Jesus, as we know, was born in this place of Nazareth. That's his hometown where he grew up as a little boy. So now here he is as an adult going back to Nazareth. And so what we hear in today's gospel, this visit should have been really good. It's like somebody that we know very well because, you know, in small villages, they all know each other. And so this would have been a very pleasant visit that Jesus is returning back. And it starts off that way. It starts off really pleasant. They're very happy to hear from Jesus. And, but it doesn't end that way, right? It starts off really beautiful and really good, and they're happy. So it starts off from good, and it goes to bad, and then it gets to really ugly. And so let's take a look at each one of those. Again, it starts off really good. This incident starts off well. Jesus is proclaiming to his friends, his relatives, and this village that he grew up in. He comes to them and he says, hey, it's been a while. I haven't seen you guys in a while. And, you know, I have some good news for you. Do you guys remember in the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah? And, of course, they were Jews and they knew the book of Isaiah. You remember in the book of Isaiah, it says that there, a Messiah was going to return and that he was going to come and save his people. Well, guess what, you guys? I have great news for you. I am that person. He says to them, as you heard, I've been doing in other cities, what I've, what I've been doing in other cities is what Isaiah talked about. As you've heard the people, he's telling them, his friends, his family in Nazareth, he's saying, as you've heard, I've been preaching good news of salvation to the poor and the humble. As Isaiah said, the Savior, the Messiah would. As you've heard, I have been bringing sight to the people who are blind. I've done this in surrounding areas. And Isaiah said, when the Messiah comes... He will bring sight to the blind. As you've heard, I have freed men and women with evil spirits who are possessed by demons in surrounding areas. And Isaiah said in the Old Testament, when the Messiah comes, he will do this. And you've heard, I've been doing this. And as you've heard, and as Isaiah spoke about, I am the one who will liberate you and get back to heaven. I will liberate you from your slavery. And guess what? That's what I'm here for. That's what I've been doing. I've been liberating people. And they liked this. Jesus, what, they, what, what Jesus is offering, they liked this. He seems to be meeting their expectations. They like what they're hearing from him. What they're expecting from the Messiah sounds really good. Yeah, this matches up. And we heard in the gospel, they seem to like this because they say, all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. And so the people of Nazareth take Jesus' word as good news for them because he seems, again, to be meeting their expectation of what they would want from a Messiah. So, so far, Jesus is getting an A plus from his own friends and family, the people of his hometown. But then it goes from A plus to a C. It gets to bad. Why does it get bad? It gets bad when the people of Nazareth ask Jesus to do the extraordinary miracles that he, the things in Nazareth that he did at Capernaum. Capernaum is about 18 miles away. It's like somebody who is probably in Birmingham, right? Somebody who's in Birmingham, he's doing all these miracles, and now he comes to St. Thomas. And then he, this guy who comes to St. Thomas says, I'm God. I've been, we've heard about his miracles he's been doing, and then he visits us here. And we say, okay, well, we want to see too. You're from St. Thomas. You went and did all these things in Birmingham. Now you're here. We want you to do these things plus more beautiful things for us. You say you're our friend, we grew up with you, you kind of like, we want to see. And what does Jesus respond? He says, no. He says, no, because you are the same people who will reject me later. You will not be faithful to me. Those people in Birmingham, 
not really, but those people in Birmingham, they got a little bit more faith than you guys do. They're not going to turn their backs on me. But you, I'm not going to do much here because you, you're going to just reject me. So it goes from A plus Jesus, you were meeting our expectations, we like what you had to say, and he dropped on their grading scale of expectations because now he's not doing what they want. If he's not doing what they want, they start to lose that for them. He says no prophet is accepted in his home, home native land. But it doesn't stop there. It goes from good, bad, and then it gets really ugly. How does it get ugly? Since he is not meeting their expectations, do here in Capernaum, do here in Nazareth what you did in Capernaum about 18 miles away, do the same miracles. And he says, no, it gets ugly because they take him where? To the top of a hill, and they want to throw him down the hill head first. They don't want to just hurt Jesus. They wanted to kill him. That's how ugly it got. Because you're not meeting our expectations, Jesus. We want you to do this, and you said no to us, so guess what? Down the hill you go. And we have to think today, right, as we come together and we have to ask ourselves today this really serious question. We may not realize it, all of us, but we do the same thing. We do the same thing with Jesus. We are constantly grading Jesus based on whether or not, Jesus, you're meeting my expectations. We all have expectations. I have expectations from God. You have expectations from God. Everybody did. 2,000 years ago, they had expectations from Jesus. We heard about it today. We all had these expectations from God. What He should be doing for us. How He should be intervening in our lives. Right? Jesus gets a good grade on our expectation scale. If he answers my prayers, if he does what I expect and does things on my timing. Think about it. When we've prayed for something or when God seems to move really fast. Maybe I don't even start a prayer. I don't even open up my Bible and God reveals something to immediately. He meets my expectations. Jesus gets an A plus on my scale. Wow, God. And we tell people, God is real. Jesus said this to me. He met my expectations. Sometimes he does that, and that's beautiful. But then Jesus goes from good to bad on our expectation scale. If Jesus takes his time with my prayer request, when he seems to be giving more attention to someone else and granting someone else's prayer faster than mine, why am I still waiting for this medical school? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? You don't show me favor. You're not meeting my expectations. Goes from really good at times. Then it goes to bad. And brothers and sisters, it goes to ugly sometimes. You may be thinking, I've never said I want to throw Jesus from the top of a building like those crazy people in, in, uh, in Nazareth 2,000 years ago. But when we abandon our relationship with Jesus, when we stop talking to him, when we say you're not fair... You haven't met my expectations. I'm going to fall back into a previous lifestyle. I'm going to hurt you because you're hurting me. I want to hurt Jesus. I want to get back at him because you are not meeting my expectations. That's the same as taking Jesus to the top of this building and wanting to push him off. Think of the people that we all know that are mad at God. 90% of atheists are mad at God. I was talking to an atheist once and he said, you know what, um, you, um, I, I, God should have done this for me and he should have done that for me and I don't believe in him. I said, it's interesting that you believe in some, how can you be mad at somebody that you don't believe in? You must believe, but you're hurt 
you're in pain. Your relationship with God went from good, when he met your expectations, to bad, to really ugly. Because now you just abandoned the relationship. So it's important for us to ask ourselves today, what can I expect from God then? What should I expect from God? God wants us to have big expectations from him. In reality, our expectations of God are pretty, they're pretty weak. Our expectations from God are very worldly. And it's okay to have expectations from God. But not when we're on this constant back and forth on this scale with Jesus, A plus, C minus, you get a B today, you're at an F today, you're here. This up and down of a grading scale with God is not okay. It's not okay. It's okay to have expectations from God. We should pray, we should ask. But God wants to exceed our expectations. Our expectations, like I said, are pretty weak because they're very worldly. I want to get into this school. And going and asking God to get into this particular school is fine. I want to get married to this person. That's a fine expectation. I want this many children. That's a good expectation. I want wealth. That's not bad if it's not controlling my life. But when the grading scale is up and down, up and down, up and down, because he's not meeting my expectations, that's an inconsistent problem. And so what can we expect from Jesus? He tells us today's gospel what we can expect from him. The first thing we can expect from Jesus is, he says, to bring good news to the poor. Brothers and sisters, we are poor. We are nothing. We are weak. That's why God came into this world. For the poor, the weak, like you and me. That's great news. That's what we should expect. When I'm feeling weak, God comes in if I ask him to come in. If I'm being tempted beyond my my abilities as a human being, the good news is my Savior will help me today. I can expect him to always be there when I need him. That's the good news, to bring good news to the poor. I'm poor, you're not, I need you. So when I call upon you, you're there. We can expect that. That's a good expectation. The second thing we can expect from Jesus is to proclaim liberty to the captives. You know the story, brothers and sisters. But it's worth reminding ourselves. When Jesus says to proclaim liberty to the captives, it means I came to, go, I came to free those who were slaves. We were slaves. We lost our salvation because of Adam and Eve, our first parents. Jesus came to liberate us. If he didn't, our only destination was hell. That's why Jesus came in. He gets an A-plus next to the expectation to proclaim liberty for captives. When he died on the cross, we are free. The gates of heaven are open. He gets beyond an A-plus. Why? He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. And the third thing we can expect from Jesus is to provide recovery of sight to the blind. All of us are blind, maybe not physically, but some of us, most of us are blind uh, uh, spiritually. We think what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. We think what's sinful is not sinful and what's not sinful is sinful. That's blindness. Jesus, I'm blind. Give me sight. You promised it. You said in today's gospel to provide recovery of sight to the blind. I'm blind. And my blindness will prevent me from the second thing you promised, which is salvation. Help me see so I can get to heaven. Yes, that's good news. That's what I can expect. 
And brothers and sisters, there is only one person who loves when we have expectations on Jesus other than the ones that he promised us. When we consider our human condition, we picture two players on the stage, God and me, and if something goes wrong, who do we blame? You. He's always on the stand. He's always in court. He's always being judged. When our expectations are not met, who's on trial? You. God, you're on trial. But we forget that there's a third person. There's a third person. In our lives, however, there are three people on the stage. God, me and you, and the devil. The devil loves to tell us and whisper in our ears, he didn't meet your expectations. Why did you pray? Why do you keep going to Mass? Why do you fast? Why do you read your Bible? He tells us God is not good. You can't trust God. He tells us you'll be, you'll be happier without him, all these rules and regulations. He doesn't come through. He loves when our relationship goes from good and consistent and drops to bad, and he hopes and wishes that it falls into the ugly so we can abandon him. So enough of this and more of just consistency that God is good, that God can be trusted, and that our lives will not be better without him. So brothers and sisters, in today's gospel, Jesus makes a visit to his hometown, Nazareth, where he grew up and his visit starts off good when he meets their expectations, but it quickly goes to bad and then ugly to the point of them wanting to kill him. Jesus tells us what we can expect from him. Big, great things, such as good news to the poor, liberty to the captives and enslaved, and recovery of sight to the blind. Many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the most holy Eucharist today. What will Jesus find in your soul? A soul that is constantly grading Jesus on their expectation scale? Or will Jesus find a soul that has expectations but doesn't grade Jesus on a scale because they know that Jesus is the good news, has liberated them from sin and the devil, and continues to bring sight to their eyes so they can be with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit after we pass away. Brothers and sisters, sit here for a minute and ask yourself a question. What are my expectations from God? And let us make a decision that will help us to see our God, our Lord, our Savior, face to face after we pass away. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.